Hi, welcome to Create Beauty Every Day. I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick, and I just like to do this podcast just to talk to people. I don't always talk to rug hookers, even though this podcast is brought to you by hookingrugs.com. I just talk to people who are interesting, people who create beauty every day in some way. And today, I've invited Leslie Crew, who's an author and a writer from Homeville, Cape Breton. Hi, Leslie. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Tell them who you are, Leslie. Tell them about all those books that you've written. So many. Yes, yes. I'm so prolific. <laughs> you are prolific. Um, well, actually, well, my 12th book will be out in September. And so my first book, so I'm trying to think. My first book was published in 2005. So that's 12 books in wow. 15 years, I guess. So, which seems like a lot when I say it, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel that way. No. Um, I don't know. I, I always seem to have to have one, you know, either in the stew and uh, thinking about, you know, although every time I write one, I think I'm never going to write again. Yeah. Every time I'll say, okay, that's it. It's never going to happen again. That, that's it. And if that happens, well, that's okay. That's what I say to myself. But I get very upset thinking, okay, this is never going to happen again. And I'm starting to think that maybe I say that just to protect myself. <laughs> yeah, we kind of do that a little bit. I know. I feel like that when I get a good idea. I feel like, oh, God, I don't know if I'm ever going to get that, you know, get that back. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's, it's weird. I mean, I think we're all like that. We all think, oh, it comes so easily. Whatever we're doing, you with drug cooking, me with writing, somebody else with saying whatever. It's, it's never easy. It's, it, but, but obviously we love it or we wouldn't be yeah. doing it. I it, can't imagine what I would be doing with my life if I wasn't writing. So yeah. what I'd did be, you do? I'd, I'd live a very boring life. Oh, I know. So do I. Very boring. Like really. I like to read. <laughs> I like to eat. I mean, that's about it. Really. <laughs> exactly. I, well, actually, right now I'm absolutely addicted to Peaky Blinders on, oh, on Netflix. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's such a nasty show. Oh, it's so nasty, but oh my God, I'm in love with Tommy Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> the bad boy that you I can't watch it as anybody's being killed, but oh my God, he's so fantastic. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've seen, like I've said, I have seen at least 3 million murders since mid-March. <laughs> Is that right? You're like, you're like watching Netflix? Yes. Like huh? an idiot. Oh, I know we waste so much time, but I don't know. It's good to lose yourself in somebody else's mind. Well, you, you can't watch the news. You can't watch the news anymore. No. So I, I just right. can't. I, I can't deal with it anymore. So I just like to zone out, and uh, you know that's I, what I've been I doing. I want to know about like I. So tell them what kind of books you write, because I know, because I've read an awful lot of them. I don't know if I've read every one, but I've read most of them. They're just very homey they're just um they're just you know fiction for everybody most of them of course are in the maritimes um, yeah. but i have had some in toronto and montreal and different places i've been And this latest one actually most of it takes place in england which is okay. sort of a bit of a departure uh for me the character was originally from picto uh but she lives most of her life in england and um so that was kind of fun. And I put her in a little village in England, uh, somewhere that I have been, because normally I don't like to write about a place if I haven't been there. Right. 
um, because I just sort of feel, oh my God, I'm not going to get it, you know, just quite right. Because uh, I, I know I didn't. Uh, so it's just very homey. Um, I write about families and it's very character driven. It's not a lot going along on in the, the plot of the book. I'm not writing a mystery, you know, murder mysteries mm. or anything like that. I'm just writing about, like I say, I like to write about ordinary life. Yeah. What it's like for people. I love to, I remember, I love the stories that my grandmother would tell me. Um, I, that's what I loved about Cape Breton. I mean, I grew up in Montreal, but every summer we were brought down to Cape Breton and the love of storytelling I think started there because we would sit around and Grammy would tell me stories and um, about the <laughs> she she tell me the time that they were all in church and suddenly and the organist was playing and suddenly she bolted upright and she ran down the aisle of the church right out the door nobody knew what was going on and she ran back in five minutes later and said I left a pie in the oven. <laughs> like, like just stupid little stories like that, that I just thought were so precious. And uh, that's what I like to remember. And what was really kind of nice, of course, in the book Kin, which is my, my favorite cover, uh, designed by somebody I know, Dan <laughs> Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I love that cover. I Because I used to run book, actually. But yeah. I, I love that cover. And I wrote about, Glace Bay, which is mm -hmm. where my grandmother and my mother uh, were brought up. And so I started off in the 30s or whatever. So I have heard from more, especially elderly women, who say it brought them right back to when they were young. And all of the little things that I mentioned. Do you remember when your mother, I don't know, maybe it's a maritime thing, I don't know, a Cape Breton thing, I don't know. But whenever my grandmother would mop the floor, Yep. She would lay down newspapers. Yes, my mother did that too. And you'd have to walk across the newspaper. You had to walk across. I mean, yeah. I love details like that. And yeah. when you put that in your book, mm -hmm. people remember. And they'll say, yes, my grandmother did that. Or remember the wood stoves, every, you know, the wood stoves in the kitchen. And they would have like these little beds sometimes in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I kind of never knew why, but then they'd say it was for if the doctor had to come, uh, if the doctor was out with his horse and sleigh, you know, in the 30s or 20s and he had in the winter and he had to stop somewhere, that's where the doctor slept. Uh, you know, that's where the farmer slept and then got up with, you know, at four in the morning with the cows or whatever. Yeah. Those are the details that I just love. Yeah. Cups of tea. The yeah. food, the food, I mean, let's face it, Cape Breton and the food. Great. I, there's yeah. all kinds of food in my stories because that's all I ever remember. Mm -hmm. You know, like you, in Montreal, we never, you know, obviously we had people come over and whatnot, but you never made a big fuss about tea or anything. Like, But Cape Breton, if that somebody came over, well, the whole thing, you know, you had the tea and the pot and, the, and all the goodies and the whatever. Well, we never had that growing yeah. up. You put on a spread. And I loved coming back to Cape Breton. <laughs> Eat that damn food. What got you, what, like, what got you writing in the first place? Was it just to share those details or, because you weren't, you weren't 21 when you published your first book, were you? You were. I was 50. You, oh, really? Yeah. 
Wow. Uh, I'm just turned 65. So yeah, in 15 years, I, 50 when you I had never, I had no intention. I was always called the writer in the family. Yeah. Um, only because I wrote letters home and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, I had no intention of writing a book. Absolutely none. Um, the first book, Relative Happiness, uh, which is not my title, which I always tell people, it's the only title that Nimbus did, and I didn't. But I, I didn't did the title on my first book, too. <laughs> I love the title, Relative because I Happiness. Think they, because they didn't know exactly how it would go, I think. Yeah. They were... They didn't know about us or they didn't, I don't know, they, they just, I don't think they felt that I knew enough or yeah. whatever, but relative happiness, I always think of as the big girl. Mm -hmm. It was about me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I wrote that basically in two months crying in the basement. <laughs> um, it's not, the whole story is not about losing a child, but there is a section where they do and everything I wanted the world to know about what it's like to lose a child is in that book yeah and it started because i lost my mother very i lost we lost our little boy very suddenly sudden infant death yeah and it just it was just horrifying and then my lost my mother very quickly she bled out on an operating room table and that brought everything back to me and i was in crisis i was in mm -hmm. a crisis i had to get help and and whatnot but what came out of that was i went downstairs and i just wrote for two months, I, I just 18 hour days, it just came, it just wrote itself. And uh, it was only through a lot of prompting from somebody who said, well, why don't you send it yeah. to somebody? Yeah. And I said, I, I don't care. I have no interest. Mm -hmm. Anyway, obviously, somebody talked me into it. Who and uh, Do you mind and that's how it happened. It was just serious. But if that hadn't happened to me, like, I've always tried to make sense of the world through yeah. words writing yeah you know i've always kept diaries and i've always uh, just i have to make sense of the world by writing it down yeah and that's how it started that's basically all it was and then i kind of thought gee that was kind of cool so then the next one i wrote was shoot me which was just funny mm -hmm. i just wanted to write something funny and that's why it's been ever since i write one that's a little more serious and then a funny one and then a serious one <laughs> funny one because i don't like to languish and humor too long or you know, I know I can make people cry really easily. Yeah. I'm very good at that. <laughs> who, who prompted you to send in that? Who, who was prompting you to send? My sister. Send my sister. She, well, my dad was a writer. Yeah. And uh, not the same and not fiction writer or anything, but he was an editor and a publisher and whatnot. Mm -hmm. My sister was sort of trying to write a book and, and she, she's a researcher and she knows everything. So she said, well, why don't you send it in? I said, no. I said, what do I have to do? She told me what I had to do. I said, I'm never doing that. I'm never sending something off a query letter and, you know, not hearing from somebody for a year or forget it. There's no way. And uh, she said, well, find some, find a little publisher and, you know, just do what they say. I said, oh, for God's sake. So, so anyway, I wrote to Nimbus. It was the only name I could think of because um, I had heard it somewhere and they just sent off a little thing and they got back to me and, and uh, Sandra McIntyre called me and she said, yeah. would you like to come to Halifax? And I, I sort of turned to John. I said, go to Halifax? My God, you know, why do we have to go to Halifax? Like, this is kind of stupid. Anyway, so yeah. I went and they offered me a two-book deal because the thing was, they were starting up the, the Vagrant Press right. imprint. Yes. And they wanted an author with two books. And I had written, at that point, I had written The Big Girl and I had written Shoot Me. 
So I had sent in a little blurb for both of them because that's what they wanted. And uh, so I went into the office and she said, we'd like to publish both your books. And I said, oh, that's okay. Never mind. And I left. Yeah. Like they still talk about it. <laughs> I mean, who does that? But I didn't know anything about publishing. I didn't know what they wanted. I didn't know how you went about it. I wasn't sure. And they contacted me a couple of months later and said, you know, we still have your books. And, we, and John said, well, why don't you give it to them? What difference does it make? It's just sitting in your closet or on your computer. And I said, okay. But that's how reluctant I was. You were reluctant. Yeah. I was reluctant. and But now, thank God, then little did I know that they put, I put back their schedule because they did want those books for mm. Vagrant. Yeah. They did have another man who, who did a book and his book was released at the same time. But that's, I just lucked, I just fumbled into this and happened to come along at the right time. And uh, that's the only way I'm sure that it all happened. And then I just Well, there's a lot it. of work. There's a lot of work went into it. I mean, if you had to come along at the right time without a book, <laughs> it would have been quite different. <laughs> so there was a little effort. On your prayer. There was a little, a little, I always, yeah, I always make myself out to be the reluctant writer and oh my God, people hate hearing that story anyway, because so many writers, of course, have such an obvious oh, journey mm -hmm. to try to get published. And I just sort of fell into it. And uh, I've been very lucky. I'm very, I know I count my blessings because they're a lovely little company and they, they are, they just treat me, you know, like they, the thing is, like, so I, I'm so lucky. I can write anything, and they'll take it, basically. <laughs> they trust you, Leslie. Well, that's, yeah, after all these years, I think that's that's probably it. Yeah, yeah they, they trust, trust me. You. And I know yeah. that they, and I was worried about having this one published this year, but they kind of said, well, we, we kind of need it. People are know? still reading, you know? I, I know. Yeah. I'm worried about them not going into the bookstore to get, like, are bookstores even open? Now? Yeah, they're know. open. Bookstores oh, are open okay. now. Yeah. And and really, I've been buying books from Tidewater in Sackville the whole time. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're definitely... See, I, I've gone nowhere. Yeah. I, I mean, we're up here in the middle I mean, of I, nowhere. Yeah, what? I did it online. But yeah, no, bookstores are open for sure. Um, tell me... But tell me about your other book. You wrote a book. You you've been writing for the Herald for years, right? A Sunday Yes, column. I did for a few years, yes. Yeah. Um, well, I've I've done it not just for the Herald, but for other magazines, the Kate Bretner magazine, twenty yes. years ago. That the book that came out last year, are you kidding yeah. me? Is just a collection of the columns I've done over the last twenty years. But it won a great prize. It was uh, it was fun. It was sort of fun because I had this little column, and that was great. But then I got to the point where I I wasn't writing novels, mm -hmm. and I knew I had to stop. Yeah, but I had this lovely little audience that oh my god! I mean, the people I would hear from it was just amazing. Um, but then it was actually my husband who said to he said, "Why don't you just put them all in a book? Well, some of them in a mm -hmm. book, and uh, you know you can have it there. So even if you stop the columns, which I did, um, you know you, you'd have it. So yeah. it was, that was just sort of departure, and that was kind of fun. Actually, I just finished last night the last of uh, I'm doing the audio book for it because they're oh, my great. stories. Yeah. So why are. not have my voice? And uh, yeah, so we, so, but of course, COVID-19 came in, in the middle of it and it feels yeah. like it's been a six month ordeal, but anyway, it's did, finally. Did you finished. do the audio recording at home or? 
No, in a studio. In a studio, in a studio right. here in, in, in Sydney. Yeah. And I find, and I discovered apparently I can't say the word won't. What no. Won't. 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 Yeah, you won't. I, I can't I can't say it. Jason and I were there last night. Oh when he's going, oh won't won't. And I'm going, won't. So, so now you're probably not writing that word anymore either for your next audio book. I'm never writing it. Crossing them out. <laughs> she will. <laughs> Whatever she will. Anything she will. else I can think of, I'll do. <laughs> so, are, are you like, your book is, you just finished a book coming out in September. And are you thinking about another character now? Um, I so loved this character that and she's an elderly lady and i just so i'm just thinking i and then that's the trouble you know when you look back on all your other books you say well i can't do that and i can't do that because i've already done this and that and whatever and then i think mm -hmm. who cares so yeah. maybe my next one will be about an elderly woman mm -hmm. but I, I because i find they're fascinating mm -hmm. what do they're you the fascinating best. about them about elderly women so their wisdom Mm -hmm. they're just you know and that they don't care like you get to a point in life where it doesn't matter what people think yeah. or like it's just such a delightful freedom <laughs> that I'm I'm finally figuring I've always enjoyed my 50s and 60s more than any other yeah. decade in my life mm -hmm. um, and I'm hoping that that continues <laughs> oh me too and yeah. and a woman who the other day I think she's just about 80 she said to me they're the best years because you're not so concerned about how you look and if something fits right. And, uh, you know, like she said, it's just, you're not worried. That stuff just starts to go by the wayside and you really just become yourself. <laughs> well, you know, and I, I'd always, I always could never understand the women who would, who would probably be, I don't know, the women who seem to mourn the fact that they're, say they sort of feel invisible Mm -hmm. because they're not as sexy as they used to be or whatever that has never been my concern so i i'm not mourning anything um i'm just uh as you get older i don't know you just get better don't you find i feel the better. same my god i'm 55 and like this has been just the most you're a baby years. i'm a baby i got i still got 10 years to catch up but like to you but i just feel like 50s are just the best years i love yeah. them the freedom and and then the freedom of mind that comes with that right it really is it's a you know it's the best time of of, of my life and especially yeah. now of course i just became a grandma which i think uh, probably everybody in the world knows but i'm not allowed to show any pictures of her on facebook or whatever her father would kill me but i said to him how could you do this to me you waited until you were almost 40 to have a baby. I said, I want to be at this child's wedding. And I'm trying to think, well, girls don't get married until they're like 35 or whatever. I'll be like 90 something in the back of the church drooling because you waited <laughs> too damn long. But any, regardless, she's here. Thank, of course. And what happens to me? I wait for three decades to be a grandmother. Then COVID-19 happens. She was born in January, the end, yeah. very end of January. Uh, it was a snowstorm. I couldn't get there. It was just like this nightmare and saw her for a few days and then 
in March, I had to go back to White Point. I think we, uh, there was some sort of a thing at White Point we had to go to. We got to see her for a few days in Halifax then, went home, never thinking that I wouldn't see her again yeah. for three months. Yeah. And so much changes. It just about killed me. It yeah. just about killed me. And I know it does, it did for every grandmother out there. And, uh, but I just thought, what a time. To, and all these little COVID babies. We, we went down last week to, to visit them in Halifax. And of course, well, she's five months old. So she's uh, a little, you know, she's more aware, obviously. But John yeah. and I walked up the stairs. She burst into tears. Oh. And so I think she's only ever been with her parents. Yeah. Like even my daughter couldn't visit. Yes. And they live on the same street. Yeah. You know, they, she would see her from the a, window, you know, yeah. as they walked by. And oh, it was just, you know, it was just yeah. terrible. Yeah, it but is terrible. Hopefully. Now, now, so I went down for my 65th birthday and both, both the kids and their spouses were there and she was there and I just thought, oh, okay, fine. This is, this is good. This is heaven. This is heaven. Right. Yeah. Now I wonder, will you be, I wonder, will you be thinking about that as you write? I wonder, I wonder, will that come out? That love that you're Everything feeling? comes out. Yeah. Everything comes out. So Everything what's it like to be like, happens to me. What's it like to be like a friend of Leslie Crew? Like, you know, going on a girl's night with Leslie Crew. Are you going to read about things that come up? I mean, I know you'll disguise them, but are you, how do you? No, I can, I can that? never write, I can't write about people I know. Yeah, okay. That's cool. I mean, I can take situations that we've yeah. all been in, right? Yeah. But even, even the names, uh, if I have a name and I know that person with that name, I can't use that a character because whenever I'm writing the name, my friend comes in my head right and the character goes out the window okay um i even had one i was going to call this young guy william and i thought oh god i can't call him william because that's deborah's son and i can't write him kissing somebody <laughs> because i don't want to imagine william kissing no, anybody i know i mean i knew him as a baby i don't want to you know yeah. so yeah so that's like, me i can't so no, you're safe with whatever happens between us. It's never in a book, but it's, it's never in a book. Yeah. But everybody has the same experience. And I, and I realized that when I did mm. the columns, because I would get letters saying, Oh my God, are you, do you live in my kitchen? Uh, I know. you know, uh, how do you know what's going on? All I write about is the same things. I write about ordinary things and ordinary things people relate to. Mm -hmm. Like everybody has a junk drawer. Yeah. And everybody has the same things in that junk drawer. Yeah. You don't have to embellish. You just have to say the truth. I have 50 little dental floss containers in my <laughs> bathroom from dentists over the years that I never use yeah. because I always buy the big one. Right. Right. So when you put that, people say, Oh my God, people know because they're doing the same thing. So you're, observing life like all the time right yes. you're observing the ordinary right you're you're taking note in your head so like are you writing those things down those little notes no 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 i i when i go anywhere i don't uh i never look at my phone no i only look at around me back in the day when you used to be able to go to tim hortons and sit yeah i would watch people uh, Cause that's where you find the fascinating, like when I go to hospital doctor's offices with my husband, I would sit there and watch all the women that would come in with their husbands 
they've had the papers, mm -hmm. they had the time and the dates and the whatever in their purse, and the yeah. husband was the patient. Yeah. All the, the same things. So I'll be able to put that scene. Yeah. It was almost like a mother taking a little kid to yeah. kindergarten. Right. You know, that's oh, how these God. older men depend on their wives mm -hmm. to tell them where to go and when to sit. And sit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love watching that kind of thing. Those details. I just think it's wonderful. Yeah. I think Crazy. it is too. I love, I love the way you're thinking. I, well, I love, well, I love that. And now it's going to make me read your books a bit differently. I'm really looking forward to September. I, the first they said August. Now they're saying September. I don't but, know exactly. May, maybe the early September. I don't know. But oh my God, you wait until you read this one. The title of the book is what? The Spoon Stealer. And this is going to be a funny one. No. This is a set. This is a serious. This is lot. There's lots of humor in it. Yeah. But it's a more serious story. The Spoon Stealer, coming the out, spoon. published by Nimbus, and it'll be available at all booksellers in September, yeah. hopefully, by Leslie. And, and you can order it. You can order it on Amazon, you know, yeah. soft CA, you got any bookstore you order from Nimbus. Yeah, and, directly. Uh, you know, they, they send it to you, too. So. Send it to you, too. It's okay, gonna be, great. Gonna be great. Well, we're going to be looking forward to that. Now, i got to ask you one more question before we wrap up. Because yeah. of COVID-19, a lot of authors aren't, like, you're not going to libraries and all of that. Do you miss that? I think I'm I'm going to. I mean, by the time I finished my book tour last year, I was ready to slit my throat because, because I was on the road for like four or five months. Yeah, I was I was exhausted. But now it's going to be hard because yeah. this this book, this is the book I want to see people's reactions to. Yeah, but of course, most of the time, if I go, they haven't read the book, so they. So yeah, that's true. But, you have uh, a strong, you have a strong following. You have a Facebook page; people can follow you there. Yeah. And but you have a strong following of people who read every one of your books and wait for them to come out. Well, that's it. They don't care. They don't care what the book is about. They just like they just want one of my books. And, yeah. I mean, what a lovely position to be in. What a lovely position to be in. Yeah. Yeah. It I'm is very lucky. Very lucky. Yeah. Very lucky. They're just waiting for but you. But it's the same thing with your. Like if if anybody has like rug hooking by Deanne Fitzpatrick, they don't care what it is. They just want it because so. they know they love the product. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the product is. They just love that. So they're connecting so. with you. They're connecting with the woman who's watching the people in the doctor's office. Really. That's who they're connecting with. They're connecting with you, the observer. Yes. I see the world and show it back to them and they'll say, oh, yes. You're yeah, right. You're right. I remember my grandma's teacup. I remember my grandma's, you know, newspaper mm -hmm. on the floor or doing that. Remember when they had those, um, remember the buffers? Yes. I know. <laughs> the dual, the the dual last? buffers. <laughs> you were all yeah. I know. I'm glad those are gone. <laughs> I thought those were great. <laughs> all I need is pressure um, off my floor. Lord. Oh my God. I'm so my grandmother would have a fit if she stayed in my house. Yeah, I know. But, my uh, mother would be disgusted at mine too. She she would be But the funny part of it is now see the the one of the inspirations for this book that's coming out mm -hmm. is the clothesline. Yes. That's like a, that's a big, big image in this book. Mm -hmm. Love a clothesline. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you hang your own clothes out or do you use your dryer? I try to hang them out in the summer. That's nice. You know, but the winter is too full of the, you know, a bird seed and yeah, I nuts know. for the squirrels and the crows. And the, <laughs> I have to go in this to go out the yard. <laughs> anyway, but no, I'm so I, love, glad. I love a crow's one. I'm so glad you started writing when you were 50. I think, you know, I think I that... Know. Do you, do it gives hope. It give it gives young writers hope. When I come re meet a young writer, they'll yes. say, "Oh my God!" And and I said, "You have to be like the kid I met in grade four when I went into a school one mm -hmm. day, and the teacher introduced me, and this little kid came up, and he his name was Angus, and he said, "This is your lucky day. I'm a writer too." Oh, and I thought, yes, 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 yes. yes. He he got it. I said, yeah. be like Angus. Yeah. You don't have to publish a book to be a writer. No. You're you're a writer in your soul. Yeah. Whether you ever get anything published or not. It's the uh, truth. But too often people are in such a hurry to try to have something published to make them think that they're a writer. Well, mm. I was a writer for years before I published anything. Yeah. And I've you got know a what? zillion I have a zillion diaries around here. I would uh, also say there's probably I don't know about for you, but I, I know even after I had shows and stuff, I still wasn't sure I was an artist. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like you're never. Re it's really more about doing the thing, like you said, than about being published or being accepted. It's really about doing the thing, you know. About that, that's the best part for me is just sitting here and writing the story. Yeah, that's the part I enjoy the most. Yeah, yeah. and you know, I don't care about the rest of it. That's the part that people are connecting with. I think so. I think so. We're just two old souls, Deanne. I think so. <laughs> two old souls. I've been old forever. I, I was old when I was 18. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, I know. Fun I could have had. <laughs> this is it. How stupid were we? old. <laughs> who was it? I think it was Helen Mirren who said she wished she had said fuck off a little more often. <laughs> A when she was often. younger, I said, yes, that's right. That's what we should have done <laughs> when we were younger. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. Isn't it the best? I should have said that. Sorry. It doesn't matter. You can bleep that out. Look, I'm not bleeping anything out. You just be yourself. It's grand. And Helen Marin said it, not you. Exactly. <laughs> it just exactly. broke. Um, I uh, loved talking to you today. It was really yeah. lovely. Yeah. It was just like, it's just like you're here having a cup of tea with me. I know. Well, that would be nice. That would be nice. One day, that's what we'll do. I'm okay. going to get going. Thanks, thanks a lot. Okay. So, tell them where they can find you. Uh, uh, www.lesliecrew.com, and you can oh. see all the all the books. And I've got a Facebook page. So, and Leslie yeah, Crew, and Crew is C R E W E, right? That's E, yeah. That's yeah. Right me on the end of it so thanks a lot leslie i'm deanne fitzpatrick she was leslie crew and she just wrote a beautiful book and it's coming out in september the spoon stealer the spoon stealer thank you because i was i knew it was spoons but i thought i'm gonna mess this up the spoon stealer by <laughs> leslie crew lesliecrew.com and on facebook and i'm deanne fitzpatrick and this is hookingrugs.com create beauty every day see you later hey love bye thanks bye. so much bye